a big win by the Hoosier women's basketball team on Saturday means this special team, this special era of Indiana basketball has one final game in Assembly Hall tonight. We're going to preview that game, recap the game on Saturday, get you caught up in everything happening in the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament. Plenty to talk about in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? This is Monday, March 21st, and this is Locked On Hoosiers, uh, your daily one-stop shop. Everything IU athletics, whether it's news, analysis, recaps, previews, uh, men's or women's basketball, football, soccer, baseball, we're going to jump into here soon enough. Everything you guys could want, we have you covered. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Reminder, we're uh, free and available on every platform you guys could imagine, including YouTube. Premiere the episodes there, 7 a.m. daily. Today's episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by StatCast, or excuse me, Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill for it's the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Plenty to talk about, to catch up on over the weekend for the Hoosiers. Uh, they defeat Charlotte on Saturday in what turned out to be a pretty comfortable, pretty easy victory. And now they have a game against Princeton, not Kentucky. We'll talk about that uh, tonight in a game that hopefully we can get as a sellout, full house, get that place rocking for one final game for these Hoosiers. So before we jump into that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Before we preview tonight's game, let's recap Saturday's game. Uh, Hoosiers end up winning against Charlotte 85 to 51. Really was a pretty comfortable win. It was close. It was a little close in the beginning. And then the Hoosiers kind of turned it up a gear that the 49ers did not have, and they never matched them the rest of the way, Charlotte, that is. So Hoosiers end up winning pretty comfortably. They won each quarter, scored at least 20 points in each quarter, and only the fourth quarter did Charlotte manage more than 12 points. So an, a comprehensive victory, a dominant victory, to be honest, and that dominance uh, was showed in uh, the points in the paint, the Hoosiers had 46 points in the paint. Charlotte had 22. You can look at points off turnovers. The Hoosiers had 22. Uh, Charlotte had four. Uh, Indiana outscored them off the bench in fast break points, in second chance points. Just in every category you look at, the Hoosiers uh, won up Charlotte. The dominance was in the paint, Mackenzie Holmes certainly looks like she's back. That two weeks certainly looks like it did a world of good for her. She had 19 points, eight rebounds in the victory, nine of 15 shooting. Uh, looked smooth, looked 
looked really, really, really good. Looked a lot like the old McKenzie Holmes. And as we said in Saturday's preview, if the Hoosiers are going to make a run in this tournament, they need the McKenzie Holmes that was there at the beginning of the season before that injury because that really uh, makes Indiana's offense really dynamic and really hard to stop. Alexa Gouble was really good as well as she finished with uh, 15 points on 12 shots. Uh, she was two of five from three, had seven rebounds. Uh, Grace Berger, 18 points, six assists, six rebounds. Nicole Cardano Hillary, 11 points, five assists, three rebounds. Everybody but one Hoosier uh, that played on the day scored. Got the subs in there in that fourth quarter and able to get a bunch of them on the board. Offensively, Indiana shot 54% from the three-point line, uh, 28% from three. This is never really going to be a team that shoots the ball well from there, but uh, when they're as effective as they were in the paint on Saturday, uh, you're going to dominate a lot of games. It was a defensive mauling. As impressive as IU's offense was defensively, they absolutely locked up Charlotte. Held them to 37% shooting from the field. They had one three-pointer on eight attempts. They went 10 of 17 at the line. Uh, they turned the ball over 14 times. We mentioned IU turned that into uh, 22 points. So just, just dominant in every way you could imagine. We, we talked about what the kind of mentality is coming out of this uh, two-week break, heading into a tournament where you're now the team being chased versus the team doing the chasing. And I mean, I didn't really anticipate IU would have much problems with it because they've had a whole season where that's kind of been the case and they've handled it well, but uh, to come out and just thoroughly uh, handle this one and, and take apart Charlotte was impressive. Octavia Jet Wilson conference USA player of the game had 19 points on 14 shots, uh, but nobody else was really any, efficient in this one. Michaela Boinkin had nine points on four of 15 shooting. Uh, Indiana just really locked down defensively. It's, it's a defense that it, Nicole Cardano Hillary is a really good defender, a pesky defender, but this is a, just a great team defense. that's always kind of aware and helping one another. And you don't get breakdowns um, outside of Cardano Hillary. There isn't really a standout defender, but uh, it's such a cohesive unit, a group that's played together so much that they they don't make those mistakes and they don't give up easy bus buckets to, uh, typically. So uh, uh, a great win, again, a dominant win, and now it sets up a potential trip to the Sweet 16 against Princeton, not against Kentucky, uh, for those of you that might have missed it. We'll recap how Princeton got here because it's always fun to laugh at Kentucky, and then we'll preview this IU-Princeton matchup. Before we dive into that, let's talk about today's sponsor. Uh, I Anyone take Kentucky? I hope you guys didn't take Kentucky, but if you did, your bracket's now totally busted from this weekend. St. Peter's all the way to the Sweet 16. Mine's not looking good, just like the Big Ten isn't looking good, but I still got some cash for my stat hero pick'em. If you haven't checked out this new platform, you're really missing out. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pit the star players against each other, and it's an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. 
Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with sets of players that you choose as well. Uh, Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. This is what Daily Fantasy Sports was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on to double your deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. You guys hear me talk about Built Bar all the time. Uh, I'm not giving up my New Year's resolution this year because of them. Because really, it doesn't even feel like a New Year's resolution when I'm eating Built Bars. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Tastes like a candy bar, but just so much better for you. They're low in calorie. They're high in protein. They're high in fiber. They're low in carbs. Uh, You can compare it to whatever your favorite candy bar is. Built Bar is going to be better for you. It's going to taste better. They have so many flavors you could choose from. My favorite's cookies and cream. They have mint brownie. They have coconut, coconut almond, uh, raspberry, all kinds of flavors. If you think something would be a good flavor, they probably have it. And if they don't, they have limited time flavors coming out all the time. So check back in and see if they do uh, have it. Their kind of policy is to make them taste good and then figure out how to make them healthy for you. And it is working. So head on over to built.com. Find your favorite flavor today. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. I really appreciate it. I mentioned it last week, but we had a record-breaking week last week. So big shout-out to you guys. Uh, We're available on all platforms. Also, be sure to check out if you're an NHL fan, uh, at the trade deadline today, um, basically every locked on show is going to be going live at the same time and taking you through the NHL trade deadline. So, any fans of uh, whatever the closest team is, the Blackhawks, maybe uh, go check out uh, the locked on show for your favorite team. Enjoy that trade deadline. Trade deadlines are always fun, uh, no matter what the sport is. IU versus Princeton, not the matchup we expected, maybe not even the matchup we wanted. I I wanted Kentucky. I wanted to beat them again, but uh, Kentucky might have been caught looking ahead. I'm not really sure what it was. Uh, We mentioned on Saturday, Princeton's a good team, and they were favored over Kentucky despite the seedings. Part of that is because Princeton might be a little underrated because they're in the Ivy League. Part of that was Kentucky was a little overrated after making a wild run through the SEC tournament. But ultimately, Kentucky goes down on Saturday in a game that was dominated by Princeton's guards, Abby Myers and Caitlin Chin. They combined for 46 points in the contest. Kentucky only led for about two and a half minutes, and it was at the very beginning of the game uh, in that first quarter. And then they just never led again. Uh, I believe the lead got as big as nine points. Princeton pretty much controlled the game throughout, even into the final or even into the uh, kind of the closing minutes. 
Um, Kentucky never really made a run. They got a couple stops, but they would follow it up with empty possessions offensively. Princeton comes away with a 69 to 62 victory. They try you or uh, Kentucky tried to rally in that fourth. Princeton did enough to hold them off. Ryan Howard, who talked the talk about uh, wanting to beat Indiana and wanting to, she, I believe her quote was, we're going to be there and we're going to beat them. Neither of those things happened. And she was kind of a non-factor down the stretch. She only had 17 points on four or 14 shooting. And a lot of the shots down the stretch didn't come from her. And the few that did, didn't go in. So Princeton earned this one. Princeton's a good team. Do not let that, um, that ranking fool you. This is a really good Princeton team. Uh, and one, the Hoosiers are going to have to be prepared for tonight. Let's set the table on this one. It'll be obviously at Assembly Hall. We'll talk about that in a second. 8 p.m. tonight on ESPNU. There's been one previous meeting between these two teams. It came in 1978. Princeton won 62 to 51. Uh, So nothing, no kind of series between these two, basically. Here's the deal, though. If you're listening to this and you're an IU student and you haven't heard already, you can get in for free tonight. Students can get in for free. IU has bought or paid for all the student tickets for tonight. And if you're a student, simply go into the South entrance, tell them you're a student. They'll send you to a specific window and you get in free. And so there is absolutely no reason that place should not be sold out, should not be packed with students and should not be loud as hell tonight. Uh, We're going to talk about the Iowa women in a minute. They sold out their arena and the atmosphere was awesome. Didn't help them win the basketball game, but uh, that's the type of atmosphere that would be awesome for this IU team that it's, it's the best IU team ever in the program's history. And if anyone deserves a kind of send off of epic proportions, it's this team create an atmosphere that they create, that you guys created for the Purdue game for the men, the Ohio state game for the men, the St. John's game for the men, Create that atmosphere for a women's team that has so much more at stake than any of those regular season games I mentioned. If they win, they're in the Sweet 16. So uh, I am looking forward to tonight. I think it's going to be a rowdy one and hopefully a really fun one. This Princeton team is an interesting one to examine. They're going to come into this game 25-4. and And your first kind of look at that or when you hear that, you think, wow, that is a really good record. And certainly I'm not going to argue with that. They are on an 18-game winning streak. They have not lost since December 22nd against Texas. Now, if I were playing devil's advocate, uh, they they play in the Ivy League, which is not a tough conference. Um, they thoroughly dominated the Ivy League. They really did not play a close game in it. If you look at their conference schedule, they had one game against Harvard where they won by five points, and that was pretty much it. So they, the last time they were tested was against number 12, Texas. They lost by 17. If you look at the couple times they've, been, they've played against um, good teams, I guess, it's a lot closer results. Florida Gulf Coast that just played Maryland got walloped by Maryland. Uh, 
uh, Princeton, excuse me, beat them by three points. Uh, they played Buffalo and they needed overtime to win that one. Um, so this is a good team, but when they've played good teams, uh, it's not gone well. And they have, they haven't played a lot of good teams since December, that Kentucky team, if you went back a month ago, maybe not even that long ago, if we're being honest, uh, but probably around a month ago, they were not a tournament team. Uh, they went on a pretty wild run to get to uh, the to win the SEC. Um, but on February 10th, they were nine and eleven and two and eight, and then they proceeded to win ten straight games including three straight upsets in the SEC tournament. So it was a decent Kentucky team, and that's the first really good team Princeton has played. But at the same time, it's a Kentucky team the Hoosiers beat by 20 at home earlier in the season. So this is a team that it's going to have Indiana's full attention after this Kentucky game. They showed the the women in the crowd watching uh, the end of that Princeton-Kentucky game. So Certainly, IU is aware of what was happening in that game, and we're watching it firsthand. So there's no sneaking up on this one. The one big stat that's going to be interesting to note, Princeton is 22-0 and when leading at halftime. So uh, they are really good at playing with a lead. They're a good defensive team. They're allowing an average of 50.9 points per game. Teams are shooting 34.9% against them this season. So it's a... It's a feisty team. It's a team led by its guards as well. We mentioned uh, Myers earlier, the uh, Ivy League Player of the Year, averaging 18.2 points per game, shooting 45% from the field and 40% from the three-point line. Julia Cunningham is the second-leading scorer, another guard at 13.3 points. Um, she's shooting 38% from the field, 33% from the three-point line. Caitlin Chen was the other one that had the big game against Kentucky. She's at 10 points per game, shoots 44% from the field. They don't have a ton of size. I would not be surprised if this is another game where the Hoosiers try to um, beat them inside. Uh, but they have a couple big bodies, Princeton does. And one of them is Ellie Mitchell, who is averaging just six points, but 10 rebounds per game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Hoosiers approach this because this Princeton team in ways reminds you a lot of this Indiana team. It's a, a team with really good guards. The Hoosiers have Berger, Patberg, Cardano, Hillary. We just mentioned the three leading scorers for Princeton are all guards. It's a team with a good defense. We just talked about how good I use defense was against Charlotte. Princeton's defense is really good. They lock down. Kentucky, they locked down Howard in that victory. So it's going to be a little bit like looking in a mirror for the Hoosiers tonight. Uh, that being said, this is very much a winnable game. Uh, but that being said, even that being said, boy, the Big Ten has not had a good showing the last couple of days. And I'm recording this as the Purdue game is on. Fingers crossed it's not a victory. But if Purdue doesn't win, the Big Ten will have gone winless on Sunday and just choking everywhere left and right. We're going to look around the men's and women's tournaments, uh, get you caught up on some of the big matchups. 
and talked about how the Big Ten is falling on its face right now. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, uh, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting info and needs. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source. Uh, for sports wagering information, including live betting, even some of your favorite ca- uh, Vegas casino games as well. Uh, last I checked, I'm trying to look live. Uh, there was no um, IU line up for Bet Online uh, about 24 hours ahead of time. There's still not a lineup, so uh, not sure what the line on this. Um, IU game is going to be bet online doesn't always have odds for the women's games. Uh, occasionally they do though. They have a couple up already, so potentially they'll have some, uh, it may just not be up yet, but, uh, head on over there today as you guys are listening to this to check out what I use line is, uh, while you're over there, uh, be sure to check on all the latest trends and action as well. Bet online where the game starts. Let's have a look around. Start with the women's tournament. Highlight of the day is Iowa going down to Creighton. Mentioned they sold out uh, the arena for this one. But man, Creighton pulls off a stunner of an upset with a hell of a storyline attached to it. Lauren Jensen transferred from Iowa this uh, offseason, this past offseason, wanted more playing time, comes back to Iowa, scores nine of the last 10 points in the game, including the game-winning three-pointer. She finishes with 19 points to lead Creighton, and they pull off the stunner by Caitlin Clark was not efficient at all. She has 15 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds, but goes 4 of 19 from the field, 3 of 10 from the three-point line. Uh, Really, really, really struggling in this one. Hot take I've had for a while that I think IU fans might agree with uh, based on the games that Iowa and IU have played this year is I kind of think Sonano might be Iowa's best player. She has 27 points, 12 of 20 shooting. Uh, six rebounds. I was ready to uh, proclaim that hot take. Sonano had a chance to tie it at the end of the game, though. They get have an inbounds that goes directly to her. She has a shot at the rim that I would have loved to have seen her miss in some IU games, but she seemed to always make him against IU, misses it against Creighton. Iowa had a couple chances at a putback to win or to tie the game as well and miss both. So Iowa, a two seed, bows out of the tournament. Very early on, Creighton moves on as a 10 seed with the 64-62 upset. Maryland does advance. Uh, They, as I said, beat Florida Gulf Coast by 24 points. Ohio State and Nebraska, though, both out in the first round. Um, Michigan, uh, they will be playing today. They won their first round game in a blowout. Leah Brown looks like. She is back. She came off the bench, played a little bit in that one. If she's back, I feel really confident about how good this Michigan team can be. Uh, But they won 
74 to 39 in their first game. Looking at IU's bracket specifically, the Bridgeport region, uh, no big upsets to note. Number nine, Kansas beat number eight, Washington State. And other than the Princeton-Kentucky game, it was chalk the rest of the way. So you have NC State, Kansas State, Notre Dame uh, against an Oklahoma team that only beat IUPUI by uh, six. We mentioned that IUPUI was a good team, maybe a little underseeded. Um, Princeton and IU and then UCF and UConn. Uh, those last two games, the winners will face each other in the Sweet 16 matchup next weekend. The men's tournament, as I said, <laughs> the uh, the Big Ten stinks. Uh, they have just fallen like flies on Sunday. I'm recording this right after Wisconsin loses to Iowa State. You just hate to see it, don't you? Uh, Villanova handled Ohio State, won by 10 against them. Houston upsets Illinois. Houston was crazy underseeded. Uh, they take down Illinois. Um, you, Purdue, I mentioned. Uh, as I'm recording this, they're only a couple minutes into the first half. Uh, I'm sure you guys will obviously know the result there. But uh, Duke also beats Michigan State. Michigan State had a lead late and then just cr absolutely crumbled down the stretch. Just absolutely fell apart and loses that one to Duke. So the Big Ten, as I'm recording this, is winless in on Sunday now, on Saturday, Michigan did move on to the Sweet 16. I watched that game. Michigan looked good. Uh, of all the teams in the Big Ten to move on, given how the year played out, Michigan being the one is hilarious. It's silly. Uh, they barely even got into the tournament anyway, and yet here they are in the Sweet 16. It shows you that uh, March Madness, unpredictable. Most fun time of the year to watch basketball. I love it sitting around the couch, sitting at the bar, just reacting with people uh, as the game games go on is a ton of fun. So uh, the other big thing to note is St. Peter's is into the Sweet 16 as well. That's the, the obvious story of the tournament so far. They beat Kentucky, which we loved for a number of reasons. Kentucky goes down. Everybody's talking about St. Peter's beating Kentucky and not IU losing by 30 to St. Mary's as well. So we loved that, and they go on to beat Murray State as well on Saturday. So that's a lot of fun. Um, how can you not root for St. Peter's? So big shout-out to them. Our, the rest of this week will be determined by what happens tonight. If IU moves on, we're going to preview the women's team, stick with them. Uh, we'll obviously tomorrow have a recap either way, and then we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. Perhaps we will – be talking about a Sweet 16 matchup and look at the Elite Eight and just kind of what's in store this upcoming weekend. Or perhaps if IU loses tonight, uh, fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever you need to do, um, we're going to start doing some reviews of the men's team, the women's team, lots to unpack there. Baseball is also well underway. We're going to try to talk some of that as well. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, keep listening. Get a sense for what's going on the rest of the week. It's going to be determined by what happens to the Hoosiers tonight. Hopefully it's a victory. Hopefully it's in front of a packed, packed house. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll recap that game tomorrow again. 
now make your second listen locked on NFL draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, appreciate all the love. Again, cannot say that enough. We shattered records last week. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it so much. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday. Let's go Hoosiers and LEO.